Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hope. My name is Tammy Lynn Connors. This is my YouTube channel and podcast, Hope, Helping Other People Evolve. This is my new friend, Wes. Hi, Wes. How are you? How you doing? I'm great. So it's so funny because I always tell people, right, when we before we even start, like, you're stuck with me forever. So Wes is my <laughs> friend, and I'm his <laughs> new friend, Tammy. <laughs> so um, I came across Wes on um TikTok, where I tell you guys a lot of times I just go on there just to see stories of hope. And what my vision and mission with hope is, is just to see that you might be at home and feel like your struggle is only your struggle and you're at home and you can't get out of bed or you can't get off the couch because you just feel so alone. And you might hear my story or Wes's story or Jamie's story or AJ's story and be like, oh my gosh, I can actually walk outside and take a breath and get through this struggle. Because some of these struggles that you've heard on my podcast have been like, struggles that some of them I definitely would never want to go through. But through those struggles that they unfortunately went through, people have gotten to a strength. So I came across Wes's TikTok page. Um, I came across it, Wes, and I saw that um, you were very positive is what I was seeing. And that was the first thing that I saw. And then I had mm -hmm. seen some, you know, things that you had just gotten out of prison recently, which was Correct. very recent, right? Yes. Uh, May. May. Okay. Okay. So May of this year. And how long were you in prison for? 12 years. 12 years. And so mm -hmm. that's, that's a long time, right? Yes, so 12 is. years yes. of people, I mean, I think about being sober for 18 and a half years and that's a really long time. So 12 years is like a really long time, especially to be incarcerated. Um, yes, it is. And congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations thank on you. you for not being in prison anymore, you know, and, and here you are, thank you. you know, and, and I see your posts and I watch, you know, what you, what you post on there and that, you know, that you're blessed. Right. And that's what, like, when I said, how are you today? And you said blessed, you know, mm -hmm. and that's something that I think all of us need to realize. Like I talk about that a lot. Like when I wake up in the morning, I mm -hmm. have an attitude of gratitude because I got to wake up today. That, and somebody didn't. That's right. And you have to have, a, I would think an attitude of gratitude when you wake up now thinking that, you get to wake up in a regular bed and not a cell, right? Yes, I'm. I, I'm. I'm so grateful. A lot of things I took for granted, mm. uh, and I appreciate everything so much more now. Yeah, it's and, and it's sad that we don't appreciate things until they're taken away from us. Mm -hmm. But I definitely I appreciate every moment I spend. Yeah, so free. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So did did you already have your birthday, or are you getting ready to celebrate a birthday? Oh uh, no, my birthday was October twelfth. October 12th. And you said that was the first birthday that you, well, in 12 years that you got to spend, right? And yes. you're, you're young, 31 years old. Yes, I am. That's the same. You're right in between my two boys. My one son's 33 and the other would have been 30. Um, okay. So oh, sorry, sorry about your loss. Yeah. I'll, I'll see him again in heaven one day. So I just go with that. He was a little six and a half month old. I lost him to SIDS. Um, sorry. So do you have any kids? I have one son. Yes. And how old is he? He's 12. 12. Oh, okay. So like right when you were going. Like, I yeah. was, I got incarcerated while he was, before he was even born. Oh, goodness. So do you have a relationship with him? Yes, I do. It's not the best because I'm still learning. First of all, I'm, too, I'm still adjusting to society. Yes. Let alone to try to be a father, you know. Sometimes I mistake like material things as love, and I say, "Okay, well, if I'm doing this and I'm doing that, then I'm I'm, I'm doing it's more I should be doing, and and I got to hold myself accountable, and and I'm gonna do more." Yeah, yeah, 
got to take that materialistic things out of the picture a lot of yeah. times, you know. Yeah. I learned that with my son. I used to bring him home a little Hot Wheels car every day because uh-huh. I worked all the time. And then mm-hmm. I remember one day I walked in the door and he was like, where's my car? And I was like, mm-hmm. that's it. I didn't get a hi, mom, anything. And I was like, okay, we're done with that. So, you know, it's those little things like that. So mm-hmm. where did you, where do you live? I'm currently in Ohio. I'm from New York though. Oh, you're from New York. Okay. So yes. were you, is that where you're incarcerated in New York? I've been incarcerated in New York, but I was incarcerated. I did 12 years here. Oh, okay. So growing up in New York, were you like right in the city? Uh, yes, I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so what was Wes's like life growing up? Um, on the streets life, a lot. Were you sports? Life wasn't the, life wasn't the easiest. Uh, sports. I tried all the sports. I don't think that just wasn't my thing. Uh, growing up wasn't the easiest. Uh, my father died when I was young, yeah. so you know and. You know, my brother was in and out of jail. I was in and out of juvenile. And as I got older, it progressed to prison. And I didn't have any, like, male role model in my life to follow after but people in the street. Right. And that's what I turned to, you know. Unfortunately, my mother was on drugs. So my upcoming wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. She's sober now. She's clean. She's been clean for a long time. Nice. and. You know, I'm grateful and blessed for that. I'm so happy that she has her life together. Yes. So my, but my grandmother took us in, you know, and she showed us love. I was just rebellious. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what it was I was yearning for, what I was missing, but it's something I was missing. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out to this day. But yeah, I was in a lot of trouble in school and the street. Um, and it just got worse. So. You know, I sold drugs. I've never actually done drugs outside of like marijuana or liquor. But um, yeah, my life, that's my life. Yeah. So so you said that you were in and out of jail in New York a lot. Mm-hmm. Then did you move to Ohio like to get away from it or? No, I was, my, well, my son's mother was pregnant and I wanted to see my son born. So I came here, but I was on, I was on a run. I came here to to lay low for a while and I was going to go back and see him born and I was going to turn myself in. Mm. It didn't work out like that. That's when I wound up catching another case and I did it 12 years. Okay. Okay. So that's, yeah. So that was in an Ohio prison then? Yes. Okay. What prison was that? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I was in a few, I was in Warren correctional institution. I transferred to Lebanon correctional institution I got my level dropped, and then I went to London Correctional Institution, and then I got uh, inside charge of conveyance of drugs, and I got sent to Trumbull Correctional Institution, and then I got, I ended up back in Lebanon. Wow. So, so what was your, what was your sentence, like your original sentence? Because I'm sure it was... Twelve to so many years. Or? No, no, it's flat. It's flat time here. Oh, it's flat. Twelve years. Yes, they don't have they don't have tails. Like it's not twelve to fifteen or twelve. Oh, okay. They don't have they don't, they they stopped that. I think back in ninety six or something. Like oh, that. did they? Because well, my ex was in for like fifteen to thirty, I think, or something like that. So that's no, most states. You know, most states are that way. 
but not here. They they stop there and do the flat time, and it's day for day. So every day you get is every day you do. You're not getting out early. Oh, okay. I see. I see. So, so you went into prison. You you said alert earlier to me. Um, do you want to? Can you share why you went? Um, I had an aggravated vehicular homicide. Um, I had a fleeing and a looting, and I had a possession of fentanyl and heroin. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a lot. So, um, so let's let's go. I guess you know, sitting in prison at first. I mean, I can't imagine. So you were in and out, but mm-hmm. what made you decide that you were going to come out this time and it was going to be different? Um, honestly, um, I can say for the first nine years, I didn't learn anything. Okay. I went in, I was 18. I didn't learn anything. I was just trying to get through the time. So I didn't take the time to work on myself. Mm-hmm. But my last three years, is when I started to figure me out a little bit and I started to dig more into me and I realized I don't have no more time to give to the system. Mm-hmm. I've wasted enough of my life and I have a son and it's selfish for me to not be there for him. Also for my family members, like it's, it's, it's actually harder on my family members than it is me because I can do the time. It kills them to see me in there. It kills sure. them to come visit me. It kills them to, put money on my books. It kills them to have to see me through a JPay or or email. It, you know, and I started to realize the pain I was causing other people. Mm-hmm. And I had to start, I just realized I didn't want to be selfish anymore. And I wanted to do better. Mm-hmm. I was never a bad guy. I never was, I never like intentionally caused anyone harm. Right. I never like, you know, had malicious intent. Right. To do anything harmful to anyone, mm-hmm. you know, but I am a man, so I will protect myself by any means necessary. I'm not looking for any trouble. Right. But I knew I, I knew I needed to change and, and I know I have a greater purpose because there's so many times I should have been dead. Mm-hmm. But God kept his hand on me and kept me alive. So I still haven't really fully found out my purpose mm-hmm. or what it is he's sparing me for. But I hope to find out soon. You will. You will. I think you will. So when you say that, I um shoot, I'm 57 years old and I'm just now figuring out my purpose. So don't wait that long. Figure it out now. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm I'm, yeah. it's, I'm trying. I'm asking. I'm 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 doing different things to find out what my thing is. It's, you know. It'll come. It'll come. I feel yeah, I, no, believe- I, I believe I believe it'll come. Yeah, I believe that all of us on this planet Earth have a purpose or a gift, and it's figuring out what that is. Now, some people's gift might just be that they make fried chicken good, right? That's what mm-hmm. Steve Harvey says. I listen mm-hmm. to Steve Harvey a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Steve Harvey. Or cutting grass. Like, that's their yeah. that's their gift, right? So yeah. we all have one, and we all have a purpose. And when you said that, I can relate to, like, so many times I should not be alive. I mean, there was mm-hmm. so many times, and God spared mm-hmm. me from that. And there's so many mm-hmm. things that I went through that God said, okay, now you have the story of hope to share with somebody else. And I think that's really important. So... So yeah, it's it's awesome that you that you know that and you and you feel that you have a purpose. Um, so now that you're out, are, do you have a job now? Excuse me. Um, yes, I do have a job. What are you doing? If you don't mind me asking. Um, 
Well, I work at a manufacturing company. Okay. I'm also a motivational speaker. See, there you go. So is that what you're using your podcast platform or your TikTok for is like the motivation part of it? That was my intention. Uh-huh. But you know, sometimes I get a little carried away and I get sidetracked. Yeah. Well, when I look at your TikToks, I see a lot of hope. I see a lot of sharing your story of struggle, but I also see you just living life too. And now that, you know, to me, that's important, you know, especially like mm-hmm. me with my podcast and stuff, you know, sometimes it's very serious. Well, most of my podcasts are like real life stuff. So we're pretty serious, but at the same time, I do a lot of dancing live dancing in the I'm street. Sorry. That's okay. Um, and I do a lot of those kind of things. So I think people need to know that we're real people. Yes. <laughs> I see you got something distracting you there. Uh, yeah, my dog. Your dog? Oh, what kind of dog do you have? That's a pit bull. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think that, you know, like doing that with your TikTok, and when you say motivational speaker, um, what who who do you who do you think that your your motivational speaking is going towards? Is it like younger people? Is it your age? I would like to reach the youth. I would like okay. to reach trouble youth. Yeah. You know, before they get their mindset on this is the only thing they know or this is the only route that they have to take. I want them to know that they have options and they don't have to do it. They don't have to end up like how I did. Right. Because it only gets worse. Mm -hmm. So how is there like ways that you can reach out to schools or anything like that to speak to them or, you know? Um, I don't know, actually. But it's something I, I, I'm glad you said that, and I will look into it. Mm-hmm. It's something I would love to do. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, your your story is something that would definitely – and the thing about it is, too, is, I mean, you're 31 years young, so and you look really mm-hmm. young. So mm-hmm. that way, hopefully the youth can relate to you, where mm-hmm. me at 57 trying to tell a 13-year-old girl, like, hey, this is what happened to me. They're looking at me like, yeah, okay, old lady. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. I know because because they don't look at it like that, and I because they don't they, they don't you gotta excuse them because they don't know no better. They don't. They don't know they, any better. They don't know that everything they're doing we we we've done already. Exactly. They think they they think they're inventing this stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My nieces lived with me. I had two nieces that lived with me, and both of them they were like. Uh, they're nine years apart, eight years apart. So what different times they lived with me and they try all these things and I catch them every time. And they'd be like, how do you keep catching us? I'm like, I already did it. I've already done it. I don't know why you guys don't understand this, you know, but, and I want to say this to you and maybe this will help you or anything, but when you're talking to anybody and you share a little bit of, you know, little seeds or drippings of things that happen, I always Mm -hmm. think, you know, we're just planting a seed maybe. And maybe someday that kid that you talk to goes to do something and he thinks, oh my gosh, Wes said this. So I shouldn't do mm-hmm. it like that. You know, so I, mm-hmm. I always encourage to keep planting those seeds, you know, because we don't know whose life we're affecting with those, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. so you're working in a factory. Is that different for you? Well, it's gotta be different for you because you get uh, yes. that. Before you left, <laughs> yes, it is different. It's different for me. It has its difficult times. It's yeah. times that 
I don't want to go as times I feel like there's other things I could be doing. And I, sometimes I feel like I'm wasting my time and my life. But, you know, I decided to trust the process. Yes. You know, I'm just going to trust the process. It's like I'm going to take it one day at a time. Yep. That's all I can do. That's all you can do. And and trust the process. Like you said, there is a reason why you're at that factory right now. And it might be to save mm-hmm. one person's life, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. by, I don't know if you talk to a lot of people at work or not, or, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm I talk sure to that, everybody. Yeah. So there you go. So I'm sure that, you know, somebody's going to hear your story and be like, Oh, well, if he did it, I can do it. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I think what, what we need. I feel like, in our world, we just need to be like that more, like show mm-hmm. people that there is kindness and people do care and we want better lives than what we lived. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that you, and especially like with having your son, who's 12, I mean, you definitely, mm-hmm. you know, work on that relationship for him because you don't want him to think that that's the way to live life, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So now is he live close to you now? No, he's in New York. Oh, he's in New York still. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And you're in Ohio still. Now, mm-hmm. are you on probation, parole, or anything like that? I am on parole. Yeah. How long are you on parole for, if you don't mind me asking? Um, but I was four and a half years. Okay. But um, I'm eligible to come off after one year, okay. as long as I do everything that they ask me to do. Okay. And you're going to do everything they ask you to do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I would think so. I would try the best, right? Yeah. Well, they just want me to maintain employment. Yeah. Yeah. And nowadays that's not hard because everybody's looking for employees. Jeez. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, so coming out of there, was there a lot of changes in the world when you came out like culture shock? Um, or not really a little bit. It was a little bit of change, but it wasn't that much because you got to think, I went in in 2010. Yeah. So technology was already advanced. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know they already had the iPhones and all of that. So it's not, it's not much really, like I didn't miss a lot. Right, right. Now, did you, um had you gotten an education before you went into prison? Uh, yes. Did you graduate? No. Did you get your GED or anything? I got my GED in prison. Yeah. I was, did you take any like college courses too or no? I did. I took, I, I took, I, I took up business management. Okay. Um, I did some trades. I did carpentry. Um, I did real estate. I think those were the two I did. Good. Yes. It's good. I just interviewed a gentleman um, that I met at a reggae festival and he was in prison for 26 years in California. He was mm-hmm. a, he was a blood ended up mm-hmm. a murder. anyways. He um, got his college degree first and then his GED. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. I guess uh, when you're in prison, you can do it backwards. I don't know, but I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. That's what he said. So maybe California is different with that, but um Anyways, yeah, so it's awesome that you were willing to like get on here and chat with us a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that your motivational speaking thing goes goes farther, you know. Change. I know you talked about starting a podcast. What would your podcast yes. like, want to be about? Um, life. Just life. Just I would like to just do different topics and like interview different people. 
yeah. different cultures, different, you know, get different perspectives about life and yeah. things people go through. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm encouraging you to do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people that feel like, like, as you said, they're going through, like, they're the only one going through something, but there's always somebody out there that's going through the same thing. Yep. And it's like, you know, if you hear it, you you may not feel alone. Right. And that's the thing. You know, they say that you take, if you took all your problems and you threw them in a pile with everybody mm-hmm. else's, you're probably going to go grab your own because <laughs> your problems aren't near as bad as some of the other people's, you know, and that's. Yeah. That's a fact, you know, I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of stories and I hear a lot and I'm like, Ooh, you know, even like through my struggles through addiction. And, um, I, I was, did a TikTok with my friend Sonia last night and she was like, her story's like, Whoa. And I'm like, wow, my story's nothing, but it's really is something, but you know, it's that like perspective on it. So, yeah. So good. I'm, I'm glad that you, so do you live by yourself then? No. No, no. I didn't know if you lived in like, I didn't know if you got out and you went to like a halfway house or how that worked in Ohio or you just get, um, the, get your own place. Uh, no, I did go to a halfway house at first, but that's, that's, that is because that was part of me getting out. Okay. Yeah. I had to go there before I got out. Okay. They wanted to show me how to adjust back into society, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's a process and hopefully the process is better than what it used to be because I know a lot of times they used to say it was like a revolving door, you know, because you didn't get any like uh, rehab help, I guess, because coming yeah. back out, especially if you've been gone for 12 years, I mean, trying to learn to live life, especially not selling drugs. I mean, from, from, from my experience of being in the system, they're trying to make a change. They're trying to, I just, I can see a little bit of, change that they're trying to make to prepare people for a society. Mm-hmm. But what I like what most people feel to realize is in prison, <laughs> excuse me, in prison, you don't have any responsibilities. Right. You don't have to pay bills. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take anyone to school. You don't have to pick anyone up. You don't have to be to work. You don't have to so when you take that from someone, they become accustomed to just living, like just waking up and just getting through the day. So it's difficult when you get back out, you have to readjust back into society and realize them days are over with. It's time to get back to the real world and it's things you got to do. You got to handle your responsibilities. Yeah, Yeah. that's got to be a big change. Yeah, it is. It is. And I know I've talked to a few people that that were former... um, drug dealers that, you know, that was pretty easy money. I mean, to say, right. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and they've, you know, um, my one I've interviewed, his name's Dean Swift. He lives down in Florida and he's still on parole in Texas, which I don't know how that mm-hmm. works, but anyways, he's on parole to like 2026, 20, I think, but he's mm-hmm. like the CEO of a company and everything like that. But, you know, he said when he first got out, it was hard because that was fast money. Right. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So learning to live a different life, like, okay. And living, like you said before there, I mean, you're, so you're in prison and life's happening outside. Now life's happening Mm -hmm. to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's now it's the, the feelings and the um, responsibilities and the consequences and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, that's gotta be a lot. I would think it is. It's like, 
being on a basketball team, but you but you sit on the bench. Yeah. It, eventually, your time is going to come to go in the game. Yeah. And then you got to learn, right? It's like a learning experience, I bet. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a lot of bumps in the road, for sure. It's going to be a lot of setbacks. Mm-hmm. I just remind myself of where I came from, and I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I say to people that, especially early in their recovery, I'm like, don't, re- don't ever forget how sick you were and don't ever forget mm-hmm. where you were at when you quit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important, even like what you just said, and just waking up every day and being like, yeah, I'm blessed to wake up. I'm blessed. I'm not in a cell anymore. And I'm blessed that I can go maybe offer somebody, you know, a hope, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I think that you're doing that. Because you wouldn't have came across my page if you weren't. I can just say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or wouldn't have caught my attention either. It was, I was definitely, I was following you for a little while to see and watch. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. what, that's why I get on TikTok. I like to see the stories of people that are out there, like trying to make a better place, you know, for this mm-hmm. world. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to say before we wrap it up to anybody? Um, I just want to let you know whatever you're going through. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It'll get better. You may not see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I've been there. I've done it. It's times I've lost faith. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God kept his hand on me, and I'm I'm still here. Yeah. You know, I don't have it all the way put together, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you said you don't have it all together because that's what I tell people. I've interviewed a few people and they're like, well, I really haven't gotten to a strength. And then I'm like, well, you're smiling and you're talking. So you're getting to a strength and we still all go through struggles, you know, and I think just having the tools to get through those struggles and learn how to go get through them instead of, you know, going back to our old ways of living, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'm excited to, um, I always tell my my guests like in a year, six months, you know, check back and we'll do another interview, see where you're at, what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and and how things are going with your motivational speaking and with your podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear how all that goes. Who knows? Yeah, maybe I'll be a guest on Wes's podcast someday. Hey, you know. Yeah. I can talk all about recovery. Let me tell you, I can talk about recovery. I can talk about domestic violence. I can talk about losing a child. I can talk about losing a parent. So I can totally relate to, you know, some of the things you've been through. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I thank you for getting on here with me today, Wes. I hope that you have an amazing evening. I get to go to work in an hour. Yay. Okay. Thank you for having right. me. I appreciate it. Yeah. You have a wonderful night. I will. Thank you too, Wes. You have a great night. Okay. You too. Thanks.